For over 10 years, we've been bringing you killer metal music and frank discussions about heavy metal. Wait, who the hell is Frank? You are tuned into MSR Cast, brought to you by Mainstream Resistance. Here are your hosts, Kerry the Metal Geek and Sean the Metal Pigeon. Keep it metal. This is James Avera from Hellstar and Sabbath Judas Sabbath. Rock out with your geek out. Welcome, my friends, to episode number 278 of MSR Cast, your heavy metal podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Carrie the Metal Geek, along with... Sean the Metal Pigeon. How are you, sir? Pretty good. Just metal machining it up. It's been a metal It's been a metal couple of past weeks, I'll be honest with you there. Yeah. Uh, from some concerts that we're gonna, going to discuss to listening to lots of new albums in the past few weeks. So, it's been pretty fucking metal. Yeah. A lot of new music. Yes. And we can definitely talk about that, but... Uh, let's talk about the concerts that we've seen. Cause I went to hell's heroes and I really want to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I went to, uh, see Wolfheart and apparently they opened up for some other bands called Obscura and flesh God apocalypse and Silkandra opened up the show, got their, the wide up music hall in Houston. If you guys know it, I got their like, during the first song from Silkandra, I got there like right at like 7.05. They're already playing. Um, they played their set. They were fucking killer. And then Wolfheart were on at 7.45. It was it was like clockwork, man. Right. And um, I, I really enjoyed Silkandra, uh, which I didn't know was the same guy from Obscura. No wonder why they're on the tour together. Yeah. Um, makes sense, right? He was doing double duty. He was doing double duty. Uh, I said duty. But and uh, Wolfheart, oh my God, great show! I I I cannot wait for them to come back and do a headlining set because I really want to see more than like five songs. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I got my I got the new album autographed. I got to meet uh, Thomas, which is really cool. Um, and then Obscura fucking blew me away. They're great. The only bad thing about them is, all right. So one of the main drawing points for Obscura is the bass player, right? He came out with this huge fucking bass. It was like all these things coming off of it and stuff, but it wasn't mixed high enough in the mix. Yeah. So you could hear it, but it wasn't like in like on recordings, you hear the fucking bass lines in Obscura. Right. And that's what it should be for those type of bands. And then Flesh God Apocalypse came on and they were, they were good. They're, I think I've seen them before, so I maybe stayed for about half their set and like took took off. Right, yeah. But yeah, that was a good show. Uh I wanted to go see uh the Elivete tour with Omnium Gatherum and uh Seven Spires, right? Yeah. With a couple nights ago since we recorded, but we're well, recording this. But I had just spent the weekend at Hell's Heroes, and I just had some dental work done like yeah. that day. Yeah, that would have been like, a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to be able to go back out tonight. So tell me, I know you went to that show. Tell me about it. Yeah, it was this past Monday. So you know, Monday night crowds are always it's always tough, especially if you're at a venue that that just hosted a two day metal fest. You have a lot of metalheads recovering. So um, like me, yeah. So you know, the crowd was pretty good all things considered i mean it was there was a decent amount of people there and a very enthusiastic crowd i'll say that um 
like when when Elevati was playing, they were doing like dancing in, in the mosh pit and like nice. folk dancing and stuff. It's <laughs> very enthusiastic. Um, it was I had a really great time, like a genuinely great time. To it, it's rare that I have that that shows that tours come through where I like every single band on the bill. Sure, like where I can say I'm a genuine fan of every single band. So it was just like kind of a joy to 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 see those three bands. Yeah, you know, the thing and was, all different from each other, really. Too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got Seven Spires, progressive power metal, Melodeth with Omnium, and then you know folk metal with Elevati. So it, it, correct me if I'm wrong. I I read the the lead the lead male singer from Elevati wasn't able to make it. So yeah. didn't the singer from Omnium gather him replace him? He did, and and he split duty with Adrian. So she was doing growling vocals in some songs. Oh no, shit! And he was doing vocals, and then at the end on the encore, both of them came up and did the last song. Oh, uh, see, Ines Mona and stuff. Okay, that yeah. would have been cool to see. It was cool. It was it was unique. That's um, like when I saw Camelot with like Fabio, that's Leone, right, yeah. and Simone Simons. Yeah, it was cool. Um, so I mean, it, it was it was unique. You know, the thing with Seven Spires, I mean, they opened the show, so they only did five songs. Yeah. The last time I saw them was opening for Dragon Force and Firewind, and they only did like five or six. That's songs. when I. That's when I saw them. Yeah. And so the one thing I was like, it was great to see them again. They sounded great, but man, I am so dying to see them headline now. Yep. Same I, with Wolfheart for that's, me. That's you know? what I really want them to do. Is next time you guys come around, just headline. But. You know, I know they're they're trying to work their way up, and this was a great tour for them to build exposure. And uh, people went nuts for them; they really liked them. And um, Omnium sounded the best I've ever heard them really? sound. Because I always see them at Scout Bar and shittier yeah. venues, or where the sound was kind of murky. I saw them last year at a pretty shitty venue, and um, this time it was like, man, they sounded really good. The only thing with like White Oak that night was that like the bass was a little too low and backing vocals were really mixed low in the and so i could same thing it. when i saw obscure like the bass was low it's something i don't know what if it's a tendency over there but especially with bands who do a lot of double yeah. kick that double kick just tends to be so high up in the mix that it overloads everything else sure. on the lower end yeah so that's where i, the, I, I get that the bass and the backing vocals get lost because elevati had that same problem on the on the uh, more uh, how was the hurdy gurdy tracks but uh, but that's what I'm going to say is like the last time I saw Ovati was back in the old days when they I've never were, seen them live I, w- I really um, want to like oh it was 2008 or something when I saw them or 2009 and they didn't have the, they had the hurdy gurdy player Anna Murphy she was in the band back then but that's the only folk instrumentation they really had Chagrell would do like flute stuff or yeah. whatever. Um, this time they they had like eight people on stage, God like damn. a full complement. They had a violinist, they had a hurdy gurdy player, they had a harp that Fabian would play whenever she wasn't singing, and they had like a full time woodwind player in the back. He would change instruments out. Two guitarists, bassist, drummer. I mean, that was like a, like a wow. full folk metal experience, and it was so cool that they did that. Like, I know that must have been super expensive to do. But just to hear those songs, and because Chagirl wasn't there, they did a lot of uh, more her vocals songs where she's singing. So it was a lot of like folk, more folk stuff than they would have done normally. I I regret not going now. And it's it was really cool just to hear all that instrumentation live and to see someone play that hurdy gurdy like uh, in person. Like the first time I had ever really seen someone do that. I was like, have to crank it the whole time, right? Yeah, and she was really good, and 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 the violinist was great to watch, and just. There was a lot to see on stage. So you're you're never bored. You're just like always looking at different people doing stuff. Yeah. Um, so it amazing. was it was a genuinely entertaining show. And a friend of mine, um, Jason, was there, and he yeah. he like really loved like to see all that all the instrumentation. So he was raving about them That's afterwards. Cool. 
I would have probably gone, you know, if if it wasn't for those two issues. Yeah. Uh, being in pain from some dental work and then spending the whole weekend at Hell's Heroes. So let's get into that. I, I should mention really quick yes. before um, Jason had a cool experience. I left after like they, they were in line to get merch afterwards. Yeah. He, he and our friend Matt. And so I left. I was like, all right, see you guys. I'm tired. And and so afterwards, when after they bought their shirts, they met Marcus from Omnium, who's also right. in Insomnium. Yep. And Jason, that's like it's like his one of his biggest influences as a guitarist. Oh, really? So he got to like talk to Marcus for like 20 minutes oh, about wow. like a guitar and how much he's influenced him. And I want I really um, want to go. Yeah. We we haven't played the new Insomnium, but I really love the new album, which is no surprise to many people. I am trying to figure out a way to go to that Insomnium and Slave tour in Austin. In, in Austin. Is that not sold out already? No. No. Oh. Even if I like take off work early that day, drive to Austin, rent a hotel room, get up early, and then maybe work a half a day the next day. Come like leave early, be at work by. There's always the old um, drive to Austin immediately after work. Get there, see the show. Drive down to uh, whatever that town is, Bastrop at the Bucky's. Sleep a, a couple hours at the uh, Bucky's. I don't know about that and then one. Drive because I've done that before. <laughs> uh, maybe I don't know. I really don't want to miss the show. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, speaking of Enslaved, I finally got my Enslaved album from uh, Amazon today. Yeah. And it wasn't the Enslaved. I showed it to you. This is the second time they've I've ordered something and it's been the wrong vinyl. This was like, what'd you say it was? Like Japanese pop? Yeah, you got like a compilation of Japanese city pop. City which pop, is, which, which is I've never I, heard really about cool it. stuff. I recommend everyone check it out on Spotify or YouTube, but that's definitely not enslaved. I'll tell you. Yes, I don't know if I need that for my this collection. It's not the album I ordered. They've, they've already re shipped the new one. So, or they're shipping it by, I'll should get it by probably two days from. So, from are now. you, you going to return this one? If they want me to, yeah, I'll, I'm fine. If they don't, that'd be cool. Just put it on. See, how they let like me it. right. I mean, I want to. I should open it anyways, right? Play it. Yeah. I mean, I, they let me keep, keep the Jim Croce album last time. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> which I have never played right. still, but whatever. Um, all right, let's get into Hills Heroes, my my friend. So um, originally, I was only going to go on Saturday because a friend of mine. Um, thank you to our friend Drew Ernstein, good friend. He offered me a Saturday pass because his wife wasn't going right. So, uh, and then another friend of ours, Darren from Metal Geek Society, and I've done some uh, vinyl trading and bought stuff from him before. He was like, I'm going to be there on Friday. I was like, oh. So I really looked hard at the Friday lineup. I'm like, there's a couple of bands in here I really want to see. Um, so I put the call out on Facebook. I'm like, does anybody have an extra ticket? And surprisingly, uh, another guy I've, I've bought record from, he's out up in Michigan, but he had a buddy who, was, who bought a ticket, a weekend ticket, wasn't able to make it, um, and also wanted to hang out with our good friend Bozars, right? And um, he's like, I'll sell you. We, we sort of, uh, you know, bartered on it a little bit. Yeah. Because the face value was like $139, right? Right, for the yeah. two day. Um, I wound up paying $70 for the two-day pass. Wow. I was like, okay, that's worth it. Heck of a deal. Uh, yeah. yeah. So next year, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk to Christian. I'm going, I'm going to apply for media uh, coverage because I didn't really, I didn't try for it this year, you know. Right. But uh, I really want to get him on the show because I really want to learn the show. We'll, we'll get into it, but this show this year grew exponentially. And I really want to talk to him about the process of booking this show and putting it together. 
I know how comic book conventions are done, that type of stuff, but a big metal festival like this, and it's one of the best metal festivals in America right now. Yeah. It really it really has hit there. Um but yeah, so I I left work early on Friday. Um I hit my hours for the week. I'm like, you know what? See ya. I wanna be at um White Oak Music Hall by two forty five when the first band I wanted to see play. They the first band came on like a one something, right? But Visigoth was the first band I wanted to see. I got there about two forty and literally like honestly they were super tight with their time schedule all weekend they were on at 245 got to see Visigoss. it was nice. amazing um outside outside yeah. so here's the big difference between the year that you, the years that you've gone you've gone to you to two of them right yeah two or three this is my second one i went last year where the bigger bands played the downstairs at at white oak which is pretty big still and then the smaller style band played upstairs, which is a fucking tiny room. It was nuts to butt. You could not get in there to see some of the bands that I wanted to see. Like I missed Sumerlands and a couple other bands I wanted to see. But last year we got some re- re- like safe. We were able to go out to the outside area where the merch booth was and food and all that kind of stuff. Um, and this year, the main stage was outside, which you've seen shows at that main stage. Yeah. It made such a fucking difference. It was 400% better than it was last year just by the comfort level you could be at. Um, not just, oh, I'm going to get some respite from you know being inside. I'm going to go outside. and But no, just being able to see the band outside, it was it got hot. Like between like three and like six p.m. I mean that sun was like shining at you and yeah. Friday I didn't bring any sunglasses or even a hat to wear. Saturday brought a hat and sunglasses. So it was prepped. much better. Yeah. Um, I was I was being metal on my Star Wars Galaxy's Edge hat. You know, I was even looking around Friday at the merch people. Like, does anybody have a hat for sale? Because I would fucking buy a hat right now. All right. It was like that. I was ready for it, but um. Yeah, it, it makes so much of different. I am gonna blind buy tickets next year because it was that good of a show. And I know our good friend Christian Renner, um, the Metal Bulldog. Um, you know, he was like, he was regretting not coming this year. I saw him experiencing FOMO. He, there was definitely a lot of FOMO. <laughs> um, he, he might have not liked every band, but just the experience this year literally was so much fucking better. I, I was keeping up on social media. I, I mean, I wasn't really experiencing FOMO. I was really just happy for everyone there because yeah. everyone seemed to be having a good time. The one thing I noticed, and I'll ask you about this. Yes. I mean, you're saying it was a hundred, you know, it was three hundred percent better. Like, is that just because of the spatial, like the more space? Yes, to I think so. Exists and so I. There was a lot of people there because the outside stage was crowded. The inside main stage was all the way to the back every single band that I saw. It was super crowded. Yeah. So they he was definitely able to sell more tickets because they opened up the outside. Right. Um because at first at first it sold out quickly because and then they they opened the outside stage and they're able to sell more tickets. Now the Thursday pre show, which I did not go to, which I, I regret not going to it because I really wanted to see violence, uh that sold out. Yeah. Um which those tickets are only like forty bucks. 
A lot of great bands on that. And that was downstairs and upstairs, too. Downstairs and upstairs, yeah. That was all inside for the pre-show. Um, but I, I will tell you, I have foot issues and stuff like that, so I'm not able to stand for very long. Uh, Wide Oak Music Hall is very accommodating for ADA requirements. No, they're, they're a great venue for that. So they don't even require a proof of anything. So I was like, hey, I have issues. I can't stand for very long. I uh, have back pain and stuff like that, which I do. And um, they're like Friday, man. The I don't I don't I should have got his name. The guy was super awesome. He's like, yeah. Do you know where the uh, ADA section is outside? I was like, no, not really. He's like, follow me. Walked me all the way through back in into security and all the way back into where the ADA section was. And he's like, is there anything else I can do for you? And blah blah. Super amazing. So I got to give a lot oh. of props to uh, Wide Up Music Hall because they definitely know how to run a good show. So you had to like go through the like a security barrier just to yes. get there or something? Oh. Yeah, well, in the front. Oh, okay. So I ha- you have to go back out. I had to go outside and talk to them at the, the box office yeah. and then go back in through the security and stuff like that, which not a problem. And another good thing is they I, I parked right across the street. It cost a little bit more money, but you know, in that parking lot, worth it. Uh, I was able to go back out to my car whenever I wanted to just get your hand stamped. It was like being at Disneyland. You know what I mean? Is that, is that for everybody? Everybody. Um, That's cool. Yeah, I, I had drinks in the car. Like Saturday, we brought snacks and, and sodas and other drinks in the car, that type of stuff. Wow, I'm surprised they let you do that. I don't think they did, were doing that, though, uh, last year. So Friday, uh, I, at one point, I got super hot. So I was like, okay, I know I have a... I have a my I have a bottle of water in the car. I'm gonna go out there, have some you know cashews and something, drink my water. Sat in my car for like five minutes with the AC kicking. That made such a difference. Hmm. It was nice. Um, so Saturday, well, we'll get into the bands that it's all Friday, but yeah, Saturday, uh, thanks to Drew and um, his wife, uh, we were able to bring Kim because like I was I, I was sort of like okay because everybody's like is Kim coming? I'm like well she comes. It'll be tomorrow. I'm going to have to convince her to come. But just when I talked to her on the phone Friday, she's like, is there a ticket for me tomorrow? I was like, yes, you're coming tomorrow. So we had a work event for her work. Like we had to be there like at 6, 30, 7 in the morning. So we were there all day uh, till like 12-ish. We came home for a little bit. And then I was like, we got to be back. We have to be at White Oak by 245 because that's when Untoothers plays. And two thirds were amazing. Yeah, is that, is that how you say them? I have no idea. On two uh, others. Oh, okay. On two thirds, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, uh, let's go back to Friday real quick. So here's the bands that I saw: uh, Visigoth. First time ever seeing them live. They're amazing. Yeah. Uh, Brockus Helm. I don't really know them that well. They play on the outside stage. They were good. Um, very, you know, eighties, you know, retro metal. Uh, I went. Inside for the first band I wanted to see was Gatekeeper, and because they just put an album out that day, and we're gonna play something from them in a few minutes. But they were killer. They had yeah. a they had a great set. Um, I went back outside. I saw Exciter. I was excited for Exciter. Yeah. Uh, man, such a phenomenal three piece band. You know. Yeah. Daniel Decay kicking it on on the guitar, and uh, Dan Beeler. You know. So amazing to watch him drum and sing at the same time. Those guys have been posting about how they were just hanging out in Houston for a couple of days after the festival. Too. Yeah, uh, they were super nice. I got, I went up, I, I bought the vinyl from them. They all signed it and 
I saw your pictures. Yeah, they were Decay super cool. And, yeah. Um, I saw a little bit of the band Spell, right? Um, I saw Ross the Boss, which everybody's like, why? I'm not a Man of War fan at mm-hmm. all. But apparently the singer from Ross the Boss is now the new singer for Metal Church. That's cool. So... I didn't know one song. I might have heard, like, recognized. Was he just doing Man of War stuff? It was all Man of War stuff. That's cool. I'm like, oh, this might be a song I've no, I've heard maybe before, mm, but yeah. I am not a Man of War fanboy. I don't really like them too much, my opinion, and I'm sticking with it. So I didn't really know the music, but, you know, I was hanging out with some friends, watching the show. It was fine. Um, Liege Lord was next. Sun had started to just go down. Um out of the weekend, they were probably my third, my, let's see, my, they're in my top five for sure. They're a good band. They were phenomenal live. So amazing. Um, I didn't know that Joe Camo, I don't know if I'm saying his last name correctly, was the singer for Liege Lord again. Yeah. Did you know that? I have no idea what who this guy is. Joe, oh, um, he, <laughs> Joe, Joe. Joe, it's C O M E A U, I think is how it's spelled. Yeah. Um, he was, he's been uh, like two or three albums. He was a vocalist for Annihilator, Liege Lord for an album, and he was a guitar player for Overkill for a long time. Oh. Yeah. Um, so it was interesting. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, they were really, really great. And uh, a buddy, or, or my buddy of mine, Drew, Became friends with at one point. He's like, "Hey man, I became friends with like this guy in the VIP. There was like this VIP section on the lawn, and it was like four hundred dollars. You had to pay like four hundred bucks to sit in there." And he's like, "Yeah, he's like, he gave us a couple of uh, wristbands. If you want to come watch it in there, I'm like, yeah." So <laughs> we did that. It was pretty cool. Just like, this guy's throwing out four hundred dollars wristbands. Drunk. Wow. But you know, we 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 bought him a drink. So. Yeah. Um. And then we went inside to see Halas. Yeah. Halas, Halas, whatever you want to say. Holy crap, dude. They blew my mind. They were my biggest surprise live of the weekend. I knew they were going to be good. Yeah. But the intensity, the and the energy, um, just seeing them perform that stuff live was just awe-inspiring. I'm not so very great. familiar with them. They're very 70s... Um, uh, I would say like um, very uh, synth, not synth heavy, but like Hammond organ hmm. stuff heavy. Okay. Yeah, um, but very spacey at the same time. Yeah. So um, I think if you haven't heard them, they put an album out in twenty twenty two that was phenomenal. Um, really great band. Hmm. Um, if we have maybe you know what, maybe we'll play them. We'll we'll cut something out because I want to play a couple bands from the show. Yeah. So maybe we'll do we'll we'll do Hollis, and then we're going to get into another band that I really enjoyed over the weekend. That was Gatekeeper, but that was Friday. Um, the af- the 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 headlining show that was Possessed, and yeah. I they were great too. I've seen footage from their set. Did you? Yeah, someone did a really great job uh, re- recording uh, Possessed and some other bands too. But I got to see Possessed and. Uh, Trypticon set and um, oh, do you want? Skip we'll get into Trypticon because yeah. wow. Uh, currently, um, I don't know. I thought somebody famous was on the drums, but I'm thinking of my so, a different band. But yeah, 
Uh, just seeing Jeff Bethera out there was like in a wheelchair, just kicking ass. Yeah, no, it was it's so it was, great. It was to cool. See. Yeah, I've never seen uh, Possessed live, you know. Yeah, and they did. They had some iconic songs. I mean, the production on Seven Churches was never the best, but right. Yeah, um, there's some good stuff on there for yeah. sure. Um, like that, the guitar riff in um, oh, what's that one song? Their what's their most popular song from that album? Um. I can't. I, if I see it, I'd remember. Um, is it? Is it the Exorcist? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, you got to remember the first album had Larry Lalonde from Primus in it. Did you know that? Uh, I do remember. Yes, I do remember that. Okay. Yeah. So. They had the after party, which I did not go to. I feel I feel bad with Hellstar playing downstairs. Um, and then there was after another party. There was an after party uh, at the Raven Tower next door with some DJs. And there was also a black Black Magic Social Club. There was a couple bands. Huh. But wow. I've been up since five o'clock in the morning for work and all the other things. And I knew I had to be up at right. six o'clock the next morning to do this work event. If I didn't, I probably would have stayed for it. Because what time was Hellstar playing? Eleven thirty. Wow, yeah. I'm like, what's the curfew there? Like, what's I mean, they have like a, a noise cutoff, don't they? Like, uh, um, I don't know about inside, but outside, okay. I'm sure there is. Yeah. yeah. So, so when you're watching these bands outside, like how 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 close did you get to the front of the stage? Um, you can get pretty close if you wanted to. I mean, how close did you get? Uh, I probably got the closest I probably got was you know where that. There's that first patch of grass, and there's like yeah. a walkway, probably that a walkway area, maybe so how, a little bit. So, how was the sound to you compared to like how you how when you went inside and heard the the sound inside? Like, was it was it quieter outside? No, it was loud. Really, it was okay. loud as fuck. Okay, even that night they were still going. Yeah. Well, okay. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah. Good time. Uh, was was I guess surprising? It didn't it didn't feel like they were like having to like lower the decibels a I don't little think bit. So. Okay. Not that I noticed. I didn't notice that at all. Right. So Saturday when we got there, uh, we got there in time to see on two others, um, which was weird. Like right before the last song, the singer, uh, I don't know his name. I don't know everybody's names. Um, oh, G- Gabriel? No, not Gabriel. Is it Gabriel? It could be Gabriel. Maybe. You've seen them live before, right? Yeah, I saw them headline. They're phenomenal live. Yeah. Um, what, what, we we discovered somebody, was, uh, I don't remember who it was. Oh, my friend. Uh, Bozars, Will Bozars, he was like, he had never heard him before. And he's like, these guys 100% sound like The Cure. I'm like, it's like The Cure like meets, a, like, yeah. meets with typo negative. Yeah. Because there was times when the singer was like going, oh. I'm like, that's a fucking Peter Steele steal right there. Yeah. He, he, he took that straight for him. But uh, a fan, he they brought out what he's like a big time fan who proposed to his girlfriend <laughs> During the middle of the unto other set, that's cool. They're both big fans, so yeah. awkward. She said, "Yeah, she she said yes." It would have been awkward if she didn't, you know. Right. It was great. Um, and then so next was Skullfist, who were great. Uh, we went inside to see part of Night Cobra. Sounded much better than this, this year than last year because mm. last year they were their, their sound was not good. Right. Yeah. Um, came outside and. I saw our good friend Benjamin Yaker's favorite his his band he was waiting to see with Pagan Altar did not disappoint. <laughs> they were really good. Um, watched some Satan, um, 
and not like the church lady Satan, but the band Satan. Yeah. They're great. Except the singer at one point complained about the mosh pit. It was weird. I'm like, why are you? Some he there was an incident back in the day or something. I'm like, well, okay, why are you complaining about it? It's weird. Like it wasn't big enough or fat? Or... No, it was, that there was one. Oh, okay, like, okay. I'm it's like, a metal right. fest. <laughs> I know. Um, and then we went in to see Haunt. Yeah. Right. One of the best sets of the weekend. These guys are so tight now. Um, we were up there in the on the second. The upstairs on the main floor. Oh, balcony, yeah. In the, in the ADA section. Yeah. Watching them. Phenomenal. They were just, just all over the place, and he's doing, like, these weird splits, playing guitar and shit like that. Oh. They're they're a phenomenal band live. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm, a, I'm part of their Facebook group, um, and it, it's just really great, because, like, he's such... In, he's so into his fans. Uh, Trevor, uh, I can't remember his full name, something Church. Yeah. Amazing guy. Um, and then we came outside. We saw part of Razor. Ran into some friends that I hadn't seen in a long time. Um, ran into James Rivera. Then we decided, let's get some food. Uh, so we went to Cryptos' truck, uh, old co-host of the show. Yeah. Uh, he was working a food truck. We got Ray reviews. I was great I was reviews. All, all festival We long. got uh, this order of fries. that It was like the loaded fries. that had like hamburger meat and bacon and cheese and... Everything not good for you. Yeah. It was delicious. <laughs> but we shared it, so it wasn't that bad. You right. know what I mean? Um, so we missed, we saw part of Razor, but we, we were sort of hanging out, uh, eating and waiting for our food and shit, but waiting for Trypticon, man. Yeah. Trypticon, they, they played the pre-fest. All they played was Hellhammer, but on Saturday night, their whole set list was fucking Celtic Frost. Yeah. It was phenomenal. That's cool. It was so great. I wonder where they were staying. Like. And I didn't know, realize that the the drummer is Hans Grossman. Uh, I think I re- I think I read that somewhere. I was like, I'm going to see who the, I looked up. I'm like, you see who the drummer is. I'm like, oh shit, it's Hans Grossman. I think he posted about it like that next day. I think someone was mentioning that on Facebook. Yeah. So overall, man, uh, highly recommend going to Hell's Heroes. I haven't been to a lot of festivals. I, I you know, um, in in America, I've been to like the Milwaukee Metal Fest and. That era, that era, but I haven't been to like Prague Power and stuff like that. But right. for being a Houston bred fest, it's one of the top in the country now. Even bands were saying that how how well they were being treated, how awesome everything was. There was so many people from out of town there. It was yeah. so great. Yeah, Fun no, of- it, it's it's a it's a great thing to have for the city, and and that's a great venue to have for it. And we talked about yeah. it last year. We talked about. There wasn't enough um, uh, variety of bands. I think that was different this year. Oh, yeah. Definitely some of the same style. Right. But Possessed and Trypticon and Unto Others. Yeah. There's definitely bands on the show this year that Liege Lord, I mean, fucking classic 80s thrash right there you know what i mean yeah i mean and possessed is definitely different i mean you go you're when you're veering into extreme metal triptychon and stuff like that yeah that's cool i mean i i think they just need to keep that diversity yes. i mean my 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 thing against going was uh, not only the timing was bad for me financially but mm-hmm. just like i was just like ah oh, there's just not enough bands for me to justify paying you know whatever is gonna be like 200 bucks or something yeah to go. um so that that's the that was the decision I made there. We'll see we'll see what happens next year. Yeah. Um, um 
Because I, because I I, 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 I totally am on board with Christian's argument of like, you know, even if you're not into, even if there's not a lot of bands that draw you on the poster, that it just be a good experience, you know, event to go to. Um, but you know, everyone makes those calculations for themselves. I mean, we, we, there's a lot of metal fans that we know that weren't there that, you know, live in this city. So, yep. um, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to, I'm glad you got to go though. That was cool. I, I was thinking about what bands I want to see. Um, I want to see the band Hades from New Jersey. And if they do that, they could do a watchtower set too. Just bring the rest of the guys from watchtower. Are you just talking about like wish lists? My wish list. Bands? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know who else. Uh, well, I mean, you know, there's there's a wish list, and then there's realistic wishes because it's it have to fit whatever the vision of the festival is sure. that they want to have. So, because I can throw out bands I'd love to have, you know, on on board, but I don't think like like would it ever be realistic that they would have had like Halloween play at this fest? Mm, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Even though I feel like, well, you know, they were like you listen to that first Halloween album, and that was like very I mean, thrashy, if do, and if they would do it like. A Wall of the Jericho set or something like that. Yeah, maybe. something like that. Yeah, and you know, I would like to see. But some, that would not be satisfying to dark, hardcore Halloween right. fans. You know, I would like to see some more doom metal uh, in there, like some, like you know, Isolate or uh, like an underground, like maybe Vreed or something like that. I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest, and I know some people might be like, "Well, this is against the festival, the spirit of the festival." But I like to see some more. One like European power metal, I know that's never going to happen. But then also just like Melodeath, I'd like to see like mel- melodic death metal represented. Yeah, I mean, I could see some European yeah. power metal be- going over well there. Yeah, we had Riot last year. I mean, that's pretty Euro power metal. Yeah, I mean, all right. So we've talked for like half an hour now. Is no, um, no, it was it was worth talking about. It was because I, I was interested, you know, to, to too. So, so I want to get into a couple tracks from the um, band there. Uh, so we're going to get into a gatekeeper track, which is desert winds from a brand new album that just came out the day that I saw them live. Actually, um, I should have bought the vinyl. I, I, I didn't, it was, I had, you know, things going on too, you know? Right. Um, and then we're going to play something from Hollis and, uh, we'll be right back.
Welcome back to the show. That was the sweet sounds of halas, as we uh, have halas. decided it's pronounced. Maybe. I don't know. English teachers help us out. There's two L's, so it's halas, right? Um, yeah, but there's a, there's something over the A. Oh, well, that I don't know. I don't know the rules for the things over the A. So, um, so yeah, the, uh, halas, halas are a Swedish progressive rock band. They were formed in 2011. Uh, they just put a new album out last year uh, called The Isle of Wisdom, April of 2022. Great band. I, I really like them. I, I like I like their stuff there. You yeah. mentioned uh, comparatively to Uriah Heep. Yeah, it was like the first thing that came to mind. Was, who oh. just put a new album out this year, which is pretty great, too. Cool. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, these guys were phenomenal live. Could not believe how great they were. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was uh that was Hell's Heroes in a nutshell. We're gonna move away from that discussion now. Oh, before uh Halas was Gatekeeper, um the retro metal band. Uh, not to be confused with Gate Creeper. Not Gate Creeper. I think I there was think another. These gatekeeper. two bands are annoyed at each other. I know, right? <laughs> um Desert Winds uh from Western Shores, which came out last Friday. Great album too. I really Yeah, like no, that that's really good, yeah. Uh, so what what else is up? What else is new? Um, well, I mean, there's I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's new. We talk, you've been listening to a lot of new albums. I so I mean, recently I just put up on the metalpigeon.com. Um, I I talked a lot about the new Insomnium album, um, the new Enslaved album. Can I can I can I say how much I love the new Insomnium album? I I, I enjoy it a lot. Can I say um, I like the new Enslaved album? I love the Insomnium album. 
I really enjoy the new Insomnium. I don't love it as much as Heart Like a Grave because that album just hit me like a sure. like a ton of bricks. But the new ones, I mean, they're just a really good band that knows what they're good at. The one thing I'll comment on with Insomnium is like, you know, Vile was only on um, only did songwriting for two tracks on this album. Yeah, he only did songwriting for one or two tracks on the last album, Heart Like a Grave, which was really surprising because that album so sounds like his uh, his style. That band's in a weird place where they have, you know, they have Nilo doing the vo- the vocal writing. Um, Marcus is handling a lot of the writing with help with um, Yanni. And Vile has sort of taken a backseat as like this third guitarist that doesn't tour with them, but is still a part of the band mm-hmm. and contributes to recording sessions. Sure. And it's just, it's a, they're in a weird place where I really commend them for sticking to the sound of, like Marcus doesn't try to bring in Omnium Gatherum influences into the sound of Insomnium. He really knows how to keep it insomnia but he's become kind of the chief music writer in that band now yeah. with, with Nilo. so it's it's like it's so strange to see them go through this transition um i i respect the fact that they've kept it so consistent but i would love to see vila make a like a return to like being a major songwriting force in the band i think that'd be good in the future to yeah. see um so yeah I, re- I really yeah there's a lot of great stuff on this album um yeah it's it's a, it's a, it's taking elements from everything they've done recently, you know. It, to me, it, it felt like a lot, like little bits from Winter's Gate, yep. a little bit, a lot, well, a good chunk from Heart, Heart like, like a Grave, a grave and yeah. then some old stuff, but some one from Sorrow in there, yeah. Some, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that this band's so consistent, it's going to be one of those things where it's impossible for everyone to come up with a unanimous. This is the album for me. It's one for sorrow, just because that's the album I came into that band with, and me it's too. sentimental favorite. It, it is for me too. So you know, it, but heart like a grave, I think, is just as good. One for sorrow mm-hmm. has amazing songs, but it's not the pinnacle of their production. No, yeah, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. The you know the enslaved album, you have a much more favorable Heimdall. opinion of it. I, I actually thought it was a step up from the last album, but that is not. For me, it wasn't enough for me to want to listen to it again and again. So it's, I mean, I just, there's some, there's some heavier elements. I mean, they've always had heavy elements, but um, I just love their, their style of like progressive meets black metal. You know, Um, I, I really love the juxtaposition when they're doing something really like heavy and proggy. But with the like the really like like scratchy like black metal vocals, you know what I mean. I think that what I really what I found myself wishing when I came to the conclusion, um, and I wrote this in my review, is like I just kind of wish they would drop the progressive stuff for once and just I don't do something just primal and full and like you know really like back to their old Viking kind of thing. That's kind of what I want to hear from them in the future. I don't think I'm ever going to get that though. So I, I just sort of resigned myself to like, ah, you know, this is just one of those situations where a band is heading in the, in the different direction than you are. So, which is fine. You know, they're going to do what they do. So what else has been on your uh, playlist? I mean, I've been listening to the new camel a lot a lot. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm kind of taking notes on that. And I've writing, gotten through once. That. Um, Not, and I don't think I'm, I sounded bad. I'm like, I got through it. No, I've listened to it once. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm not as big of a Camelot fan as you, but yeah. um, upon my ears, it's probably some of the best stuff they've done in a long time. 
It's definitely, I mean, they could not do any worse than that last album. That was terrible. What was wrong with that last album? I know a lot of people were, were complaining about that. Just the most, um, uh, it, it take a long time to explain, I guess, but I would just say it's, they have a they have a an aspect of their their modern sound that's um, very derivative and and uninspired, mm. and they really leaned hard into that in the last album. Sure. And this one, they seem to have sort of switched their angle a little bit and done something different. And I I definitely think it's a step in the right direction. So how how good it ultimately is, I'm still trying to decide that. So okay, yeah, I can go with that. Yeah, anything else? Um, I, you know, I, I've been listening to just like a lot of like, uh, like dark more cause they put out that new single and that got me going down listening to their old albums yeah. again. I've been listening to a lot of the cult for some reason. Cause oh, yeah. I, I hadn't, they had a new album that came out when I saw them last year and like, uh, whatever was that November I saw them. And, um, I didn't really listen to that new album a lot back then, but now I've been like jamming it a lot and I actually think it's really good. Um, and just kind of random stuff like that. I, I, in fact, you know, one of the things that made me, um, appreciate realize that that show on i saw on monday the old 80s show was so special as i don't know about you but when i go to a, see a metal show these days i might listen to some stuff that, uh, of the band i'm gonna see like before the show yeah. like, a couple of days before but I not the, not the day of usually i i will create i will what i i'm weird this way i will usually go to setlist.fm and, and make a playlist of their set that way i'm way more familiar with it if i'm not already well, see, I mean, back in the day, I used to do stuff like I would just listen to, listen to everything when I was like first going to shows, and then I would like go see the show, and then on the way back home from the show, driving, I'd listen to the band again. But would you wear a band like, shirt like a maniac? No, I didn't okay. do that. But I don't. I have not done that for a long time. I don't really just like deluge myself in whatever I'm going to go see. I'm like, I'm going to go hear them tonight. I'm not. I don't need to listen to them today. And then after the show, I definitely don't listen to anything sure. heavy. I just listen to like classical or nothing. Um, oh, but wow. after the show, when I, when I got in my car and I was driving home, I was like, I want to hear more Elevati. And so I put on like old Elevati albums and was like jamming them the entire way back home. And I was like, God, I haven't done that in freaking years where I've listened to the, you know, we were listening to them, uh, like a couple weeks ago in the car coming home. I'm like, these guys are so good. I yeah, I, I have FOMO from that show right now. I, I really love that but, 2017 semi-acoustic album they did, Epona. Mm-hmm. Or whatever they was called. That's such a good you know quality what? record. Did you see that uh, Moonspell's coming back with Ocean of the Slumber? <laughs> oh boy, we'll and see. <laughs> why? Well, it wasn't that the tour that got canceled because Moonspell had some situation going well, on. They're supposedly having it. And then uh, there's a band called Elaine. It sounds. Familiar. I think you would really dig them. They just put a new single out, um, like this past week. They have a new album coming out. Um, very very soon, but uh, yeah, called "We Are Legion" is a new song. It's pretty good. These uh, female vocals with a lot of heavy elements to it, a lot of heavy growl vocals mixed into it. Mm. But a lot of the bands, it's a, a lot of the bands do the same thing, right? I think these guys do it really really well, and I'm I'm really excited to see them live. No swallow the sun on the bill. No swallow the sun. Damn. Did you see that fucking tour in Europe? Yeah, I Swallow saw Swallow the Sun, Draconian, and Shores of Null. Yeah, I We're going to talk about <laughs> Shores of Null. I don't know if we're going to play it on this episode, but I've listened to that new album multiple times now. It's so good. Are we ever going to get a Draconian tour? Here? I hope. Let's I see. hope so, man. Um, let's. I'm going to talk about a few bits, albums that I've been listening to recently. Um, 
I've uh, listened to this band called Four Token. Really mm. great black metal. I think it was another Christian I, recommendation. Yeah, I remember reading about that. Uh, I've listened to the new Nana War of Steel. Yeah, yeah, so did I. Um, there is a song called um, Chupacabra Cadabra, right? Yeah. <laughs> it starts off with the beginning of Painkiller, right? And it goes into like this uh, like total Mexican, like like Mexico song, you know, like beats and everything. Yeah. And it is, at some point, they say Dianu Sanchez, right? And they go into multiple verses uh, over a few times of this Jewish hymnal song called Dianu that I've known since I was a fucking kid. Huh. And I'm like, what the hell? When I first heard it the other day, I was in the gym at work. We have a, a, a gym at the uh, at my campus, so I was in there, and the song was on. I'm like, okay, this is weird. And it got to that part, I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> my mind was like really blown. They're they're one of the best um, parody band in metal out there. the The song they did uh, with Yokim, the uh, Pasadena 1994. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like a fucking long lost fucking sabaton song yeah <laughs> if sabaton doesn't play that at their shows when they've done when they're like walking off stage and they play that they need to play that song yeah that'd be a good outro track for them yeah or even playing it live you know right. like, do it live guys Winterstorm is cool fucking the epic power metal song of the power of emodium right <laughs> i mean these guys are are super talented italian metal people you know and it's just funny they're their logo is so cheesy. Yeah. Their music videos can be cheesy. Everything about them is, is just fantastic. They're a fun goof. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how often I would listen yeah, to them. Yeah. They're just one of those fun goof. But, you know, things. they would be fun to see live. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, what else have I been? I've listened to the new Narnia album, which is, there's some really good stuff on it. It's more progressive power metal. Um, yeah. And somebody, I read something, they were a Christian metal band, which I don't, I didn't know that, but I know all their songs are about Chronicles of Narnia somehow. Oh, you know? speaking of power, I mean, the new Galneris came out. I've been listening to that I a haven't lot. heard that yet. That It's pretty good. I mean, some people were griping about production issues. I, I can sort of see what they're talking about, but uh, it's not enough to prevent it from being I'll good. I'll have to check that out. New um, Love Bites, too, also out of Japan. Yes. That's yes. fun. Really good. Uh, the new Ne Obliviscaris. Obliviscaris. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, really fucking good. Um, really good progressive style. If you like a lot of, there's a lot of violin, a lot of clean vocals on this album. Oh, I've been listening to that new Frozen Crown album too. Oh, now I want a Frozen Crown again. Um, uh, a rebound from their last album, Call of the I, North. Call of the North. Yeah, yeah it's definitely a, a. They definitely got back on track after that last album, which was not so good. Uh, I want to play it, but I don't think we're going to play it on this episode, but the new Shores of Null, The Loss of Beauty. Beautiful and, and uh, heart-wrenching album. It's so good. They, there's a lot, the, the clean vocals are so beautiful, but there's elements of, of heavier growls when there needs to be. It's not, it's not over, you know, overdone. Like, it, it's, it's peppered in perfectly, you know what I mean? Yeah. Seasoned well, let me say that. Um, this might be surprising to you, but the new Depeche Mode. 
No, I, I, that's not the I surprising. I really love the new Depeche Mode album. I've heard a lot of good things about it, so I'll have to check that out. Uh, what else is there? Um, we're going to play something from the new Mariana the Rest, which oh, such a good album. Um, the last track, Sirens, was uh, Aaron Stainsort from My Dying Bride. Hmm. Phenomenal. Um, oh, you know, Christian had a good recommendation. Um, this band Marauder from Greece. Yeah, I remember the... Like, the they're kind the, of just like a veteran traditional metal band. I remember the thrash metal band, uh, or like, there's like punk eight, thrash. There's like eight different Marauder listings yeah. on Metal Archive. But they, these, this is the Greek Marauder. Um, they put out an album called Metal Constructions uh, 7 or something. And there's huh. the Metal Constructions 1 through 6 don't exist, so I don't know why they called it that. But it's just a good, solid, kind of old school, kind of like accept meets metal church oh, yeah? slice of traditional okay. metal. And it was like really well crafted. And I was like listening to it, just driving around with it. I'm like, this is damn good. Like, kind of just miss having new music in this style. So I really appreciated that recommendation from Christian. Um, the other one I, I want to mention uh, the new. Uh, I don't think we're going to play it on this episode, but I, uh, maybe next time, the new Hanging Garden. The the album is called The Garden. Um, these guys put out one of my favorite albums in 2021, which is Skeleton Lake. Um, this album hasn't grabbed me as much as Skeleton Lake. It seems to be more um, epic in nature, the songwriting on it. Um, I'm definitely going to give it some more spins, though. It's really good. Um, and I want to mention a band that I've been listening to the promo a lot. I don't know. It's coming out sometime. But this band called Not Himmel. Uh, Not to Himmel. Hmm. Um it's former members of In the Woods and uh, Green Carnation. So the last singer they had from In the Woods on the last two albums, like Seize the Seas Today and the one before that, he's the vocalist on this. It's really it's blackened, doomy, thrashy. It's uh, oh, we were listening to them. Yes, earlier. Yeah. it's the the guitar tone is so perfect on this album. Um, it's. It's a really fucking great album, and I can't wait for it to come out. Um, we'll definitely be playing more of that recent uh, in the in the coming months. I think we'll have to get together next. I'll be going out of town in a couple weeks, so we'll need to do another episode soon because I have too much new stuff to play. Yeah, like Hell Ripper and the new and Oceans, um, bunch of different stuff that we got to get into. Tribunal, this band uh, uh, Outlaw. If I don't know if you've heard them, the Abbey. I have the Abbey on my list. I just haven't gotten around to yeah, it yet. So we're going to get into that Venomous Concept. Man, the new Venomous Concept is so different. Um, if you don't know who they are, they're, they're a grindcore band originally. Shane Embry from Napalm Desk, Kevin Sharp from Brutal Truths. Uh, great fucking... This album is so... If you like Killing Joke and Ministry in that style yeah. of... Um, the guitar tone was great. Yes, uh, I, I love that old school kind of mid nineties, yeah, slightly fuzzed guitar tone. I it's like exactly that. Exactly right, what it is. It's such a great album. Uh, I can't recommend that enough. But uh, what are we going to get into next? Um, next, as I go back to my list. Oh yes, I've been listening to this album a lot. Um, yeah, the past few days, uh, I just started listening to it on Saturday, and it's been on constant rotation. Um, so, Keep of Colossine. Which I guess is how you say that. Is that how you, I said? I always say keep a colossal. Keep of course. Actually, that's that's probably correct. Um, what, whatever. New album catharsis. Uh, catharsis with a K. With of a K. Uh, 
I love the fact that, and you know what? There's a band that I've always been um, aware of, and I've listened to them before. Yep. For whatever reason, um, they they never really had an album that came up and just struck uh, struck me like this one. And um, but I like their their sound. I like their approach. It's for me this album. I don't know if it's that much of a deviation from what they've been doing, but it just sounds like a like a perfect blending of things I like about Behemoth and Demu Borgir and um, and Brimir, like you said, yeah. all combined into one thing. And it's just really well crafted and articulately, you know, these songs have like grandeur and 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 just enough mix of like, you know, a pure pure aggression. And I love that balance they do. They strike on this album. Very uh, a great mix of like melodic black and death metal, um, like a lot of lot of like key keyboard work. Um, like there's a, the song that uh, are we gonna? Are, I don't remember we're gonna play this song. Uh, it might have been Hellride, but we're not gonna play that one. But there are like this. There's like this piano, like this thing he's doing on the piano, oh, the descending, descending thing. like note. I'm like that's so fucking Demi Moore yeah. here. Um, but yeah, it's super fast, super well produced. I mean, there's some songs where it's four or five minutes, six minutes, and the drums are at 150 speed the whole time. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, these guys have been around for a long time. This well, is only their, what, sixth or seventh album, but they've been around since 1993. Yeah. Uh, the album Colossus in the, in the 2000s was phenomenal for me. I need to go back and listen to their old stuff. But I mean, yeah, but this new album, just it just came out of nowhere. And just like on Saturday, I just started listening to it. And it was just like, damn, this is really good. And like Christian was raving about, we've been talking about Christian a lot today. Yep. And he we was have. raving about it. And like, there were some div- dissenting opinions in our little metal chat, but I, I took a listen. And I was like, damn, I don't, I don't know what these dissenting opinions are about. This is really good. I, I don't know. I, that's maybe that's just uh, a few of us. So I, I really like it. Yeah, um, Obsidian Claw is like the the main uh, the the guy. He's been in uh, he's he's done stuff with Satyricon and stuff like that before. Yeah. But this is his main thing. But yeah, such a such a great track. Um, so you picked from the stars and beyond. Yeah. Um, but why don't, why don't you just go ahead and introduce it then? Uh, from the album Catharsis with a K. <laughs> This is from the stars and beyond. Probably my favorite track on the album. Also, the song, the ballady song that comes right after this. That's also a great song. But listen to this one right now. Yeah, that ballady song is. It it struck me weird at first. I'm like, what the hell's going on? That's but it epic. works. Yeah, it's great. It works. All right, we'll be right back. Oh, the truth. 
Welcome back to MSR Cast. Um, and uh, we just got some got proggy right there, man. Yeah. We've been uh, opposite of that for the earlier part of the show, so yeah. let's get some prog into it. Unexpected prog. I I fucking love the new Riverside album. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I kind of do too. So much to my surprise, I don't know. Yeah. I gotta say, like on their last album, which was, I can't remember that, it was a couple years ago, um, I thought, I was like, oh, I kind of I, I kind of like this band. And then I just sort of didn't come back to the yep. album. Um, but this time around, I just decided to give it a shot. At, you know, I was like, oh, New Riverside, okay. Um, this is this album is everything I kind of wished the new Porcupine Tree album would have been. Yes. You know what I mean? The um, we we did it. Uh, the we we played Friend or Foe on George Hates Metal a few episodes ago on Metal Geeks. Um, surprisingly, he enjoyed it. It's very like '80s, you know, like Tears for Fears type y- of yeah, yeah. But it's not the rest of the album is not really like that. Um, it's just well written, um, uh, prog metal. But the uh, the vocal, some of the lyrics are a little weird. If you go and look at the lyrics, you're like, oh, okay. But well, he's very like I mean, one there was um, it's very socially conscious lyrics. I would yes. say, which you know, that might bother some people, put some people off or something. For me, I didn't mind it because I thought the way they he wrote them was really interesting. And I also give them a pass because this is a what Polish band. They are Polish, yeah. So I'm guessing English is like a second language. But but here's the thing, like they just they do prog stuff, right? But then you listen to these songs, and there's always some sort of groove that you can hook onto, always some sort of riff that keeps going through the song that they come back to. Yep. It's not just recurring. It's not just stuff, something yeah. that ever shifts. It's like one of the things that frustrates me about like say Porcupine Tree. There's they're I guess the easy target right now. Is that sometimes they just don't go back to the cool part that I really enjoyed at this part of the song? It's like, oh, why can't you guys just do that a few more times and hook me into it? It's always changing to to a fault. And that, what I like about Riverside is they really keep it song first focused. Prog has to work around it. Like we'll we'll make the song progressive. We'll have different elements and ch- changing time signatures and shifting sections. But if there's a great riff that we got, we're gonna feed you this riff like throughout the song and it's and I, I appreciate that a lot and it's just an enjoyable record so if you've ever been frustrated by like progressive rock or progressive metal kind of being too progressive I, this is a good one to check out because I think it's like a happy medium um, between like hookiness and catch, catchiness and um, but that kind of porcupine tree, Stephen Wilson-ish sound that I think a lot of people love. So Yeah, uh, I, I agree. It's it's definitely, this album is definitely going to find them to uh, some new fans. They just did a small little tour and they played Austin recently. Um, I got to say though, the new Clone album, K-L-O-N-E, is pretty damn good too if you like um i've listened to that a few times it's very uh like catatonia-ish prog yeah yeah and then i've got to say man one of my favorite albums of the year right now is the new haken i've only listened to that once i need to get back to it it's so good the the riverside and haken are like a one-two prog punch right now which they're they're in the top of my list of albums of the year right now there's both of them are really really good I really love the new Haken and the new Riverside. In fact, that's what it was because I was listening to the new Haken. Yeah. And then the next album it was recommending was Riverside. I was like, oh, okay. And I ended up listening to that way more. So I, that 
I, I got to say that uh, friend or foe song. That was one of the first um, songs I heard, you know, like singles, pre- like months before the album came out. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to give these guys a chance. I've always heard about these. And like from that first like key hit, and I'm like, oh, this is weird. I'm like, I don't know if I like this. By the end of the song, I could not get out of my head. I'm like, yeah, I love this song. I love this band. What happened to me? Yeah. I Honestly, there wasn't a weak moment on the River New Riverside album. I really enjoyed the entire thing all the way through. I agree. Um, one of one of the one of the best prog metal albums of the year so far. Yeah, one of the best albums of the year so far. Yeah. Um, yeah, and before that was what? What did we have before that? Keep of Kalesin or yeah. Kalesin or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean uh, that 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 album really just surprised. Both of these albums really just surprised me. So, um, yeah, give them a shot. I want to uh, take a few moments and um, I guess we'll do a quick little like in in memoriam type of deal. Talk about a few uh, major players that have passed away recently since we've recorded. Um, I want to talk about January. Uh, I don't know. If we've mentioned this, Sebastian. Marino, he was a former guitar player from Overkill and Anvil, passed away. Um, the there's a really great artist. Um, his name is Justin Bartlett. He did stuff for Sun O, uh, Hooded Menace, uh, Cadaver, a bunch of stuff. Died from stage four cancer at the age of forty five. That sucks, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, this one hit hard. February we lost Tim Amar. Yeah, vocalist that. of Pharaoh used to be a uh, vo- former vocalist of Control Denied. Yeah, killer fucking vocalist. Yeah, um, uh, he was fifty nine. That sucks. Um, former guitar player from Running Wild, Michael Cooper, Magic Moti is what his uh, nickname was. Uh, passed away at the age of sixty five. Um, somebody I saw last year at Hell's Heroes, Jim Durkin, guitar player from Dark Angel, passed away at fifty eight. Yeah, that's a shame. That was, that sucks, man. Yeah. Um, drummer of uh, Artillery, you know that that band? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joshua Madsen died after being hit by a bus at the age of forty five. Ugh, what the fuck, man? That's horrible. Yeah. And then uh, I don't really know this band or know anything about them or like them. But uh, I'll, be, I'll be nice enough to say that um, Wayne Swinney, he was a guitar player from Saliva, passed away at 59. Ooh. Yeah. I'm not a Saliva fan, but, you know, I mean, I know a lot of people out there are fans of the band. So yeah. respect. I mean, it, it sucks to, to lose your life like that. Yeah. We Brain should, hemorrhage. Should, um, we're all pulling for Blaze Bailey, too. Um, yeah, I just saw the article. Yeah, he's about to go through triple bypass surgery, heart surgery. Yeah. That's never a good sign. That's very hard to recover from. Yeah, man. But, we should uh, uh, we should all listen to some Blaze Bailey and uh, Silicon Messiah. Silicon Messiah. The, I was about to say straight a up, straight up, album. great album. Yeah, no, just great album. It's an amazing album. The, the you know and and you know Blaze. He's a tough guy. I mean you know. Well, I, I'm, I, I have faith that boys can can rally behind, uh, in the wake of this. So, uh, yeah, we'll definitely be pulling for him. Have you heard any of these new Metallica tracks? No, I'm purposely avoiding them just so I can hear the album at once. I've heard a couple of them. There's a couple have been a couple of okay ones. One's pretty bad. I heard Alexa Turner. That was you know, on accident. Okay. <laughs> um, have you heard about this this festival they might be announcing in California called the Power Trip Fest? Yeah. 
I think it's done by the same people that do Coachella or something like that. Right, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to travel for it. I'm not going to go to it. But, I mean, if you're a fan of heavy music in that genre, I mean, the lineup, it's supposed to be announced, I think, tomorrow, as of recording this. But rumored ACDC, Metallica, Iron Maiden, Ozzy, Guns N' Roses, Tool, all bands that have been ballied around to be on that. I mean... Be, if you're a fan of that stuff, yeah. that's amazing. Well, it'll be interesting to see the undercard. You know, like who who else is filling out the the undercard of the bill? Because right, um, you know, the Iron Maiden thing makes you raise your eyebrows and go, oh, "Are they hmm, are they trying to make this like uh, the American equivalent to um, Hellfest or something?" You know, so uh, sure. yeah, I mean, it could be that could be something. California, I mean, that'd be a. Um, I've been putting off going to see relatives in California. Oh, that'd, be, that'd be a that'd be a reason to go to California. So, did, uh, speaking of a band that uh, are touring together, that it's weird. Um, do you hear Guar is going on a big festival tour? Yeah, I saw that. What the fuck is this? Yeah, I saw that. I I we're not elitist. We're not trying to talk bad about. It. If you like any of these bands, that's fine. But this is so weird. Um, so Butcher Babies, which I've seen, which is Charlie Bonante's girlfriend, is in that band. Yeah. Um, non-point aren't yeah. they sort of like alternative metal yeah yeah and then guar and then coal chamber and then mudvayne but you know it sort of fits I'm, though uh, like thematically mm-hmm. like with with mudvayne and everything and, and like, to a certain extent coal chamber well yeah those two i those two i can see to go in together it's, it's a, i would say it's a good opportunity for gore just to get exposed to like people would be like oh that's cool like you know Never, because a lot of young fans will probably be attracted to like the Mudvayne aspect of it, who don't know about Guar. So sure, because um, Mudvayne hasn't toured in a long time. I don't think so. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I can tell you I don't like Mudvayne. Right. Um, that's a band I can tell you I do not like. I don't know much about them. I think that's. I, I mean, I know they're playing like amphitheaters, right? Sheds and stuff. That's yeah, they're playing draw. Like the woodlands, and it's going to draw a big crowd. So that's good for Guar. It's going to be weird that Gore is going to be touring and playing outside festival shows like that. Yeah. So uh, Godsmack and Stained are touring together. You want to go to that? Um, I, You know, even if you gave me a free ticket, I'd find it hard to justify. That show is going to have the biggest collection of tribal tattoos anywhere in the world. <laughs> yeah. All right. No wallet chains allowed, guys. <laughs> no, there's going to be nothing but fucking wallet chains. It's going to be 1995 all over again in that place. Um, all right. So we talked about Riverside. We talked about Keep It Lesson. Let's get into uh, one of my favorite uh, new bands and one of my f- favorite albums. I've been listening to this album multiple times already. It's Mariana's Rest. Um, they put an album out. I think it was 21. Um, Fata Morgana was one of my top albums of the year um, but just came out last week with a new album called Air A-U-E-R Our um, such beautiful uh, songs the guitar tone is super heavy uh, and bright and um, it's weird to say that by about a doom like a depressive doom metal band but think about like Swallow's Sun how they're it's it's still very bright, but it's yeah. still it's melancholy. It's that at the contrast, same time. it, it yeah. really is. Yeah, these guys do it very well. Um, and the vocalist, his vocals are just like this screaming guttural sing um, that 
work really well in this band. Uh, the that weird that juxtaposition about with the music to his vocal delivery. Yeah, it, it works so well. And this this album has a track actually with Aaron Stainsorp from My Dying Bride, who I mentioned earlier, which is a really cool song. But yeah. we're gonna get into a track that I really, really, really like called Diseased. Uh, this is from the brand new album Our Ayer. I don't know, whatever. Um, let's check out some Mariana's Rest. I'll be right back. How long have you been here? Three months, May 17th. And what brought you here? That's difficult to answer. Could you give me some idea? Offhand, I can't. Did he tell you why? No. Have you any idea why? Yes. And what is that? I am not completely like other people. People dislike me because I am not completely like them.
back and you were listening to the <laughs> wolf skull wolf skull um t- uh w-u-l-f-s-k-o-l so Just i in case you were wondering yes spell. that's how it's spelled uh wolf skull is a local band i've known a lot of these guys for a long time um their bass player uh is a guy named uh shane I've known Shane probably since he was a younger kid. I remember fan. him back in yeah, the days. Yeah. yeah. Remember to scale the throne? Uh one of his his first black metal project. He first. was playing in a lot of bands back then. Yeah, he's been in a lot he? of stuff, but yeah. he's been in Wolf Skull for a while. It also features David Herrera on vocals, uh, from Imprecation. So Wolf Skull, it's a very um punkish 
influenced like misfit style blackened motorhead type of rock and roll black metal band yeah really cool um they just they have a new album coming out um a split that just came out called burn was us um and this track is from that um they did it's a, it's a split with another houston band called hexella who just got signed to a label too which is pretty cool um so yeah i wanted a goat throne i think it's out on goat throne records uh sorry for the beep um yeah so check out wolf skull and the hexella split uh called burn with us if you like any of those things that i mentioned as before i think you're gonna dig even more of their music because it's pretty great and wolf, wolf skull have a little uh dark throne when they're in their black and roll phase yeah. going on no definitely yeah um, I, I would definitely say dark throne too. When, black when, and dark, roll. when dark throne were fun <laughs> <laughs> sure you know you're a bigger fan than I am of Dark Throne. You know more about them than me. Not, I know not I, of their recent albums, I'll tell you that. I know I enjoy what I've enjoyed by them, but yeah. uh, that could be a band that could be on Hell's Heroes, right? Headlining? Um, I don't, I doubt, I don't think that's ever going to no? happen. No. All right. You know, you would figure though that like, okay, so maybe you don't invite um, Dark Throne to play because they just said they're never going to do that ever. Sure. But maybe if I'm Christian... I think to myself, you know, it'd be really cool as if to, just to have like special guest appearance by Fenris, just invite, Fen- just fly Fenris in to come hang out at the fest and, and just hang out. Have Fenris like DJ and shit. Yeah. Or just have him be like the MC and just, you know, like go on stage and yeah. do his Fenris things. And I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Just like, hey, Fenris, like, I know you don't want to do anything for money. So like, however you want to do this, we'll pay for you to come. We'll, we'll buy your ticket to come out here and sure. just hang out at the metal fest. Just hang out. That'd you, be don't fun. Have, you don't have to play or anything. Uh, one of the things I want to I want to start uh, playing more local stuff, uh, especially Houston. But if you are uh, if you're in a local band in Houston area, Texas, anywhere, anywhere in the U.S., and you want to be played on the show, let us know. Send us an email msrcast at gmail dot com. Send us yeah. some of your music. We be we want to listen to it. We want to play it. We want to help support all that good stuff. Uh, if we don't know about it, we don't know about it, and we can't help promote you and, and get you out there unless we know about it. So hit us up on our socials, MSR cast or say, yeah, pigeon to, and, to tweet me. Cause it's easier for me to yes. find a tweet or an Instagram uh, message than it is to dig through my freaking email box, which has like thousands of promo emails I get and I don't have time to read. So yes, yeah. I agree. <laughs> uh, that'd be cool. So yeah, even uh, so on this EP, they do a Slayer cover. They do evil has no boundaries. Which that'll be pretty cool. Um, and before Wolf Skull, we heard Mariana's Rest. Um, I fucking love this band so much. Uh, yeah, they're really, really killer. I got their last album on vinyl when I was in Dallas a few months ago. Yeah. Um, I haven't picked up this one yet. It just came out. So maybe I'll order it from Amazon and get the wrong thing. Dude, this is so. Did you, <laughs> did you stay in overnight in Dallas? Yes. When you were there, where did you stay? Uh, well, we were there. We've been there a couple times. Well, when we went for the Misfits show last year, yeah, we stayed. Um, I don't remember what where do, it was. Do you remember what like venue you went to see that? Because because that was the amphitheater, right? So that yes. was okay. So that was the amphitheater, dude. I have been I I've been pounding my head trying to find a hotel to stay at for that Halloween for gig. Halloween, and like. I have a new car, and I'm very paranoid about that car. So I, I don't want to be in a bad part of town. So this is. Um, 
a thing. We we're probably going up Saturday morning for Halloween and Hammerfall because I'm going to Hammerfall headlining at Scout Bar the night before. Can't miss that. Um, and then uh, possibly you know Colin, our good friend Colin, he might ride up there with us. So yeah. if you want to ride with us, I'm I already booked a place. Have you booked a place already? Yeah. And I booked and I was very paranoid about where, because no one in Dallas on the Reddit would help me. Everyone's like, well, you live in Houston. That's more ghetto than Dallas. So fuck Dallas, first of all. And people live there being unhelpful. But I talked to a guy who lives in San Antonio who we used to live in Dallas. And he told me, do not stay anywhere south of na 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 this this freeway. And I was like, well, that's right where the venue is. And um, like all the hotels around there are super expensive. So I found a place in a small town south of 30 minutes south of Dallas. Oh, really? That's where I'm going to stay. And there's like this country bumpkin town. And I'm going to be th- be there away from the, you know, sketchiness. And I'm going to drive in 30 minutes away <laughs> to go to the show. Well, the last time we were in Dallas, we went there for a family thing. So we were in Richardson. Yeah. Which isn't that far. Yeah. So you could stay in like a suburb. And you can be 10, 15 minutes and you're, well, you're but, there. But see, here's the thing. Like the safe parts of Houston are generally like down here, south, right? South Houston. Um, but in Dallas, the safe neighborhoods, why do we consider it to be, are up on the north side. Yeah. That doesn't make sense for a Houston guy coming up there and then going to a hotel up on the north side yeah. in Plano somewhere and going back down for the show. It's So so anyway, it, I've had this whole ordeal of trying to find this place. So I finally found a like a really safe ish reputable place so that's gonna be you my think, approach you think yeah um yeah we'll have to talk we'll have to discuss maybe if we want to ride together we'll figure that out because i'm excited for that show big time um all right cool um do you have any other things you wanted to to get into before we wrap it up um uh you know, I, I guess, I mean, I just, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to catch up on music. I haven't been doing a lot of reviews, but I, it's been more fun for me to do the Metal Pigeon this way, just kind of off the top of my head, whatever I want to do, and not be bound to this treadmill. So sure. I've been just focusing on different ideas for that. Um, but one of the things I'm going to do, and, I, and I'll suggest, I'll solicit any ideas from people who are listening to the show, is like advice for people who are like younger metal fans going to shows for the first time, like... Like, what is the experiences you've had that you've learned things to keep with you in your car, things to do? Like etiquette. Etiquette. um, Anything from, like, etiquette to, like, supplies you need in your car or, like, activities or just attitude or whatever. How to talk to people in line, all that kind of stuff, you know? And um, so I'm in a – I've been thinking about this thing for, like, a while now. I have some ideas I could help you out with. Just like, yeah, I mean, just throw things my way just so I'll think of and go, oh, I never thought of that. And so it's not just one perspective. So I I kind of want to do this. My wife started doing, and uh, I appreciate this, is we always bring a little small cooler to a show. Yes. That has some cold waters and uh, maybe, like, a soda or something, and then – because you're at the end of the show, you're you're dri- about to drive home. Yeah, chug a bottle of water, rehydrate. It took me a long time to figure that out. Yeah, like a stupidly long time. Yeah, and I, some and, snacks and, too. and that was back in the day when I would go in the pit at every show right. and like be just dehydrated. Just after being a around show. a bunch of sweaty people in a small club or whatever, you, you it's hot. You're yeah. sweaty. There's people around you. You just need to, you know, rehydrate. Yeah. Drink just like what plants crave, we need our electrolytes. Yes. Yes, you do. Yeah. So yeah, snacks, maybe like some 
you know, I whatever kind of snacks you like, cashews or like a granola bar or something. If you get like at the end of the show, something that's like not that. a bad idea. I yeah. actually hadn't thought of the snacks thing. For me, it's like a lot of it's like, what do you not eat before a show? And yeah, what do you what do you eat before a show? Don't go get like like a full burger and Mexican food because like you don't know how those toilets are going to be. Yeah, you, you don't want to really you don't want to have it safe. <laughs> you don't want to have gastrointestinal issues at a concert. Not yeah. fun. Yeah, our traditional pre-show meal is a bowl of pho. Okay. We go and get pho, and it's like, all right, you got like enough of what you need to get through a show, you know? That's not very filling, though. But you don't want it to, you, you want the protein that you're getting. Sure. But you don't want it to be weighed down. You yeah, want to you feel don't wanna, light. You, you don't want to be uncomfortably full. Yeah. Like, if you go and have like a big plate of like shrimp fried rice, you're going to feel pretty sleepy at that yes. show, you know? Yeah, you're right. Um, even if you're drinking at the show, you know. Oh, uh, especially if you're drinking, yeah. Still, a lot of sh- a lot of places now will still have um, containers with water. Uh, Health Heroes had these big, huge barrels oh, yeah. outside yeah. with like free water. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, yeah, White Oak. Uh, even at the Monday because, show, they had like in the corner, you can get like just free yes, water out of a. I, I made dispenser. the mistake when I had a. There's a taco truck there, right? And I had a quesadilla, fucking phenomenal, like this beef. Like Berea quesadilla or something like that, so good. And there were three sauces. There was a green sauce, a red sauce, and then another spicy sauce. Right? Oh. It was like a, it was more. I don't know. It felt like mayonnaise based, but it wasn't. It was very different. But it was fucking hot. And I usually like hot stuff. And I'm like, holy shit! I didn't have anything to drink at the moment, so we had to go to that what that little water sink. These little triangle paper cups, right, yeah. trying to drink as much as you can. Um, also, you hit that spicy sauce, you're risking a bathroom situation, the, yeah, the potential for ruin. <laughs> that's why we didn't get a big burger from Cryptos. Right. We're going to have to do that another time, not we're at... You got to get it. Well, I, I, and I'm told Cryptos, like the raves of, of the review of the weekend for his food there, but like you got to get like one of those Cryptos burgers and then cut it in four, cut it four ways and share it with four people. I feel bad for him because we're going back to talk about this, but you know he's a huge fan of Celtic Frost, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he was working the whole time and he said that he got to see some of the set. Cause like they closed early and he got to like watch okay, the rest I of the set. I didn't know that. Yeah. But I know he's got to see them do a sound check in the morning. Yeah. And then I, when I was talking to him, cause I bought, I bought a Celtic frost shirt, morbid tales. Right. And I was like, Hey, did you, I was like, have you seen the merch yet? He's like, there's merch. I was like, yeah, there's a, there's two different Celtic frost shirts. And I took, I had a picture and I showed it to him and he's like, I was like, I'll get you one if you if you pay me back. I'll get you one right now, just so they don't run out. So went over there and got him a, a Celtic Frost that's, shirt. That's Morbid. cool. Yeah, I got him the same one I got, the Morbid Tail shirt. He so. said that he could hear through even through the truck. He could hear most of the bands playing. So oh, he, I, he, you know, yeah. it was only, I wasn't that far from the main stage yeah. where his where he was set up. So, um, yeah, that was very cool. Yeah, and and we're gonna mention Christian again, but uh, he wasn't there. But I got him a long sleeve uh, Hell's Hero shirt. Oh, that's nice. Hell's yeah. Hero shirts were cheap. They were like twenty five bucks. Yeah, long think, sleeve was I like thirty. I'm how like, much wow. they were last time? Yeah. Last year I missed out on the short sleeve shirt because right they ran out of my size. Yeah. So I was like, I, first day, like right after I got there, after right after Vizzy Goss played, I'm like, I'm gonna go buy shirts right now. Um, there's a couple other bands that I want. I should have probably. I wanted to buy like a Hollis shirt, but I wasn't. So they didn't do the hidden band thing this, this they year. They did not do the hidden band. I was hoping they did because I enjoyed that. Yeah. I mean, did I see want to see Midnight again? Maybe. 
Yeah. They're touring with Necrofire is going to be on some of those shows too, which is pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for the new Necrofire. Um, I've heard one track from there already. Hmm. It's very different. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely have to be playing some of that when it comes out soon. Okay. Maybe get interviewing those guys. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, all right. So let's do some uh, uh, show wrap up here. So, of course, uh, you can check us out on all our social medias at MSRCast and as well as our sister show at Metal Geeks. If you're on Facebook, check out the Metal Geek Society. Like us there. Come join in the fun. Uh, we talk about all kinds of metal and video games and crazy memes and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, you can check out uh, on our website, msrcast.com or metalgeeks.net. We're on all kinds of places where you download your podcast. If it's Spotify, Apple Music, uh, we have a special app that you use to download from RSS feeds. We're there, too. Uh, MSRCast and Metal Geeks are together there. So that does it for me. What about you? Uh, yeah, at the Metal Pigeon, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, and just check out themetalpigeon.com. And, um, yeah, that's it. That's if you it. have ideas or you have a request or anything you want us to play on the show, talk about msrcast at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media. Um, you you picked the last song for the evening. Tell me about this band. Um, well, they're another Christian <laughs> recommendation. Um, but yeah, I, I really... He's going to have to start paying his money. These guys are from Japan, and um, I had never heard of them before, but they do like... I guess they've been around for a couple of years now. They've been doing like symphonic power infused black metal. So it's like symphonic, you know, metal with like power metal influences, really like a, like a Bramir, like, uh, but a lot more, I guess, leaning towards that black metal aspect of it. And, yeah. uh, this album, it's when you actually find it in Spotify, every, the album title and the song titles are in Japanese, but you can look up the band ethereal sin, um, in in english and this is their newest album it's uh translated to time of requiem part two and the song i want to play is uh the opener blizzard forest i mean it the entire album's great but this song just sets the tone for the album and it's such a brutal but epic and sweeping piece of music i i love this this album so much and um yet another great band coming out of japan where it's just 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 kicking him out lately. In fact, these guys really remind me of like, if you took like Galneris and Love Bites and combined it with um, Serenity and Murder, that Melodeth band yeah. from Japan, this is kind of what they sound like. So um, yes, a very, very good band from Japan, Ethereal Sin. A lot of uh, bands from Japan are, are are making their 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 metal known recently. They're really good musicians out there. Yeah. Yeah. A huge, huge metal community in Japan. Oh yeah, they they love their fucking metal, and it proves like I mean, even the the, the last Psy album was fucking phenomenal too. Yeah, you know? yeah. All right, well, uh, thanks for hanging out with us on this episode number two hundred and seventy eight of MSRCast. Um, we've had a lot of good discussions about metal tonight, so thank you for checking us out one more time. And as always. We have one last thing we have to say. Keep it metal. And keep it ethereal.
Hey, Geekazoids. Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved, blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal.